It's Aspen Ideas to Go from the Aspen Institute. I'm Trisha Johnson. It's no secret that aging is difficult for almost everyone, but in our society, it's especially hard on women who face constant pressure to somehow turn back the clock with expensive products and treatments. Countless older women have described feeling cut out of society completely once they lose their sex appeal. Hey, I don't like being invisible. Anybody else feels that way? Well, it turns out none of us really like being invisible. It's kind of not cool to be invisible. Even though women have probably been having similar experiences for centuries, those conversations usually happen behind closed doors. But now, several beauty experts in their 50s and 60s are speaking up and publicly charting a different course. They're hoping others will be inspired to join them. Aspen Ideas To Go brings you compelling conversations hosted by the Aspen Institute. Today's discussion is from the Aspen Ideas Festival. Three former models meet on stage for today's conversation about the pressures put on women as they age. Paulina Poritskova, Yasmin Warsame, and Christy Brinkley join magazine editor Jessica Krull for a passionate conversation about changing the way society looks at older women. Here's Krull. I actually want to jump right in and talk with you, Paulina, about what you are doing on social media. You have this hashtag between JLo and Betty White. Yep. And so kind of explain to me why you started doing that hashtag and how you've built this community around you in this conversation around aging. Okay, so uh, first of all, I have to say it was a total mistake. <laughs> I, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I, was, I was sort of new to Instagram and, um, uh, uh, and I didn't really know how to use it, quite frankly. I mean, at first I felt it was like a little bit intrusive into my private life, given that, you know, you have to post a picture of yourself. And I was like, I've done so many pictures in my life. I don't really want to do any more. Um, and then came uh, COVID. My husband died. COVID came. And I was so freaking miserably alone. And so I sort of used, I, I started using Instagram as a way to just reach out. It's like, you know, I was on, stuck on this little deserted island by myself and I was throwing little bottles with like, help me messages out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and, it, and there were other women like me that, you know, were maybe not in the best part of their lives that were getting divorced or whose husbands had died and COVID, and we were all kind of finding ourselves in the same boat. And it fostered this amazing unity, like this community that that sprung out from that. So um, I'm blessed and so grateful, and and it was completely unexpected, so it was like a gift. I'm still unwrapping this gift, and I'm going, wow, it's so cool, thank you. Uh, Between uh, JLo and Betty White, that comes about from when I was sort of turning 50, and I realized I was becoming invisible to my husband and also to the world at large. And I thought, oh, like, dumb me. Like, somehow I did not see this coming. Mm. Um, I always looked to the European actresses that I thought were so splendid in their 50s and their 60s, and they were so hot, and they had their hooded eyes and their wrinkles, and it looked like they had lived. But mm, it seems like in America, we weren't really into embracing that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I also started talking about that just purely from a selfish point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I don't like being invisible. Anybody else feels that way? 
Well, it turns out none of us really like being invisible. Mm -hmm. It's kind of not cool to be invisible. When we finally assemble ourselves to like our, the best versions of what we are, like we've got the wisdom and we've got the patience and, mm -hmm. and we've got the knowledge and, and all of this stuff, like we are so much more powerful and so much cooler. And we also raised our children and, and we can go on with our lives and all of a sudden society goes, eh, pasture. <laughs> And so, um, and so the, sorry, come back to the hashtag, I'm making a short story really long. Mm -hmm. um, I, I realized that older women in our society really only celebrated and accepted as long as they look younger. Mm -hmm. And so JLo to me is like somebody who looks fantastic. Yeah. She's so freaking gorgeous and you'd never know how, like what her age is. And so she can be visible because she's stunning and, and, and beautiful and ageless. And then, you have Betty White, who's like so cool, was so cool, and um, you know, adorable, and had a dirty mouth, and was like, yeah, you know, she was, she was adorable. I guess it's where you get when you're like in your 90s, you get to be adorable. Um, but in between them, women that look like me, there's a hole, like there's like zero representation of women that are in their 50s and 60s that actually kind of look like they're in their 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. And that's my hole. And so that's the hashtag. And so what kind of response have you been getting from your audience on social media around all the conversations and posts that you've done? You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of amazing because it goes everywhere from like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you for standing up for us that, you know, at a certain age and, and making it look good mm -hmm. to, Freaking retire already, Grandma. Leave yeah. the leave the space for the the young ones. You've had your like you have had your spotlight now. Time for you to move on. Mm -hmm. And God forbid you dare to be sexy at my age, because apparently that is one of the other things that you're not allowed to be. You know, as a menopausal woman, sexy. God, no, you're advertising false wares. Mm -hmm. So you better. <laughs> <laughs> But I think there is, you know, you wrote, a, you uh, were a part of a story that talked a lot about how there is this kind of lack of women of a certain age in magazines, on the runway, in fashion spreads, even on TV shows, right? And I think um, it's something that everyone's talking about, and in a way, this industry is so much focused on being more diverse as when it comes to race. It's, we've gotten it so size. much better. We've, we've gotten, gotten so much better. better. But Not age perfect. Is still the one I think that could use a lot more improvement. Um, you are absolutely right. And I actually think MJ Day from Sports Illustrated sort of opened up the idea to like uh, more size inclusive, for mm -hmm. example, which I think, you know, I look at it and I'm like, yay, this is so great. More representation for a wider. Uh, spectrum of women because actually guys we are all beautiful it's just sometimes it takes people a little longer to 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 see our beauty when it's maybe not what society has termed beautiful mm -hmm. so yes better color representation better body um uh, representation but age still the old token old lady in the back right <laughs> so yeah i think we can do better on that yeah so yasmin you recently walked the runway um, that was earlier this year. And I would love to hear you talk a little bit about that. I mean, you got the call to be on the runway and you told me a little bit before this that you never planned to retire. There was no retirement for you. Um, so tell us a little bit about that and what it was like to be on the runway. Well, um, hi everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I mean, knock on wood, I'm, I've been working, but um, there, there was a dry season, a drought, mm -hmm. and that happened um, just right after my 30s. And um, in the beginning, even though I was on the older side, I started modeling when usually models retire. I started at 23. Wow. So that's so unheard old. of. It's so <laughs> old. Like, that's when models are just, you know, you're done. Because you start at 14. By 23, everyone's worked with you. You've done everything. You feel, they make you feel old. And so um, I was told a few times to lie about my age mm -hmm. and not to tell the client what my age is. So instead of saying I was 23, I would say I'm 19 and I'd get the job, but I'd feel bad about it because mm -hmm. I'm really not, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it made a difference to them. They, they saw me differently, even though I still look the same, mm -hmm. 23, that they assume I'm 19. They see me in 19, but if I tell them I'm 23, they, in their brain, I've just aged. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't get the job, which is crazy. But um, so I kind of got away with few lies. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then just, it just kind of dried out. It just became, you know, they just using the babies, you know. Um, you know, there was also the, you know, we had to deal with as, as black models in the industry. We had to deal with the, you know, uh, they're not using any black girls this season. You know, that was something that we've also had to deal with. <clears throat> and just getting one or two models in, in a show of 100 girls you know, one or two black girls in a show of 100 girls, which is so crazy as well. Um, and so after all of that, then, you know, and then I just kind of got on with my life. Mm -hmm. The phone didn't ring, and then it rang for Yves Saint Laurent. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, absolutely, it's a break. And I love going back and seeing the girls and working with, you know, it's, it's refreshing. Mm -hmm. um, and I really enjoyed it, and I was very aware of um, the other young ladies. And uh, first of all, everybody looks like they came from everywhere now. It's mm -hmm. just incredible. Their faces are just amazing. There's no one race. I think they all say five different, that, you know, I'm like half this, half that, half yeah. this. Yeah, they're all mixed, which is great to see. Um, but, uh, but I was just watching how inexperienced they were compared to me and a couple of other girls that have had about 20, you know, lots of experience in the industry. They were like, they didn't have, they didn't fill in. I remember that stage, you know, when we were green, you know, we didn't know, we didn't have it, but then you, 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 you know, you do more work, you get really good at it, you become professional. And when you really are good is when they bench you and you're like, yes. come on, <laughs> come on, I can give you the goodies now. You know, I can, I can, I can work the confidence. I got it. You know, I can kill it out there. I'll sell that piece of cloth. Don't worry. But so, you know, you don't get the opportunity. And that's sad, you know, yeah. I think. I think it's interesting that you said that when you would lie about your age, they would see you differently. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for our age group to be represented because this generation is changing mm -hmm. the way we feel about the numbers. Mm -hmm. The numbers just, they ain't the same as they used to be, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and if we um, lie about our age and pretend we're younger, then that number that we actually are will always feel like older than it yeah. is. But women today have benefited from so many things from knowing what to eat. Our foods are, you know, less processed now. We understand all of that. We're going organic. Um, I'm a lifelong vegetarian, and um, and thankfully, I avoided all those growth hormones that they inject in the cattle to ripen them up and fatten them up and get them to the marketplace faster. You know, so um, I feel like you know 
my generation had Jane Fonda in our own bedroom. We didn't have to leave the house. We could pop the tape in and exercise. And that all makes a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so 30 today isn't what it used to be. At 30 was the number that I was told. They said, by the time you're 30, you, they'll chew you up and spit you out and you'll be over the hill. So I remember kind of looking at that number like, um, Okay, I'm, I'm coming up to 30. Now I'm coming up to 70. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm 68 and a half now. Wow, <laughs> you look amazing. And, um, and, but I feel, uh, I feel great, and I feel like, you know, this generation is changing how the image of the number. We're not letting that number influence us and feel like, okay, now I'm, you know, I'm 50, I have mm -hmm. to act like this, or I have to yeah. dress like that, or whatever. So that's why our generation, you know, is, is it important to get into those issues, yeah. into the magazines, and let women see, mm -hmm. you know, that, and, and, and I'm told on my little Instagram page that, um, that you know, it's inspiring to them to see mm -hmm. us all living full lives and doing so many things, and mm -hmm. you know, just really living each day to the fullest. Yeah. So, I'm inspired by seeing your page and and, and living <laughs> your best life always. Yeah. Well, and I think it, I think there's this um, there's a term that is often used about you know we should age gracefully, oh. and it's a term I kind of really don't understand. Yeah, what does that what mean? Does that mean? You should die <laughs> quietly and with grace. That's the way it's done. You know, and I think really, uh, you know, Christy inspired me to say this, I think you should really think about it as aging healthfully, right? Yes. Yeah. Instead yes. of, you know, being quiet and kind of slowly bowing out, which I think is, you know, you mentioned this generation, but I would love to hear you all talk a little bit about what, you know, maybe your mothers or your grandmothers, you know, how the way that they went about aging maybe is different from how you age and how you think the generation after you looks at aging. You know, I think this perspective around aging is constantly changing. Well, you know, I think that, okay, look, my grandma's time, you didn't have, okay, so aging is not a choice. We all age. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're lucky. It's a gift. We're yes, lucky to age. It's a yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Amen to that. It is. I it tr is. truly, truly believe that. But you didn't have um, the same choices. You know, 50 years ago, um, women um, didn't, couldn't choose to, to um, embrace life more healthfully, the, 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 the exercise and, and healthy food. And even like the little tweaks that you could do for yourself to make yourself feel better about yourself, didn't, that, 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 those weren't options. You could dye your hair. My grandma had flaming red hair like well into her whatever 70s. Um, but um, when my mom's generation came up, I mean, those were the women that sort of did make all these choices. They were out there bra burning in the 70s and being like, woo, feminist, like, you know, this is my body and like my time. And my mother, to me, is a, a constant inspiration for how to age well because she's now 76. She got married at 72. She hey. did the Peace Corps when she was 70 with her husband-to-be. She went two years and she went to uh, Uganda to teach midwifery. 
Um, and so there's like no stopping this woman. Mm -hmm. And that is like, and so, and I think the first example of an older woman to us is our mother, right? Mm -hmm. That's who we look to. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is a, is freaking unstoppable, so. And I think, <laughs> you know, I also think about that, you know, your mother sounds awesome, mm -hmm. but I also think this idea that you know, those little things that we do have to be secrets, right? Even if you're dyeing your hair, it's like, oh, pretending like, oh yeah, you know, my hair is never gonna, you know, it's never yeah. gray, yeah. never was gray. Um, I think those are things that are now coming out into the open via social media. Well, think, yeah. Paulina just said that, um, you know, aging, it, like we don't have a choice. We're mm -hmm. all gonna get, we're all gonna age, but we don't have to get old. Mm -hmm. And there's a distinction, you know? Uh, Aging is, yes, it's gonna happen, but getting old is up to you. Because you have so many things in your power that you can do from as we talk, eating and exercise, um, but also your mindset and your attitude of gratitude and your curiosity and all of that feeds you. And you know, your, your age, your number that's assigned to you basically is an energy, it's an energy, like, and you can be like dull and disinterested and not care and pessimistic and uh, stay in the bathroom and fret about, you know, mm -hmm. losing your beauty or having wrinkles here or there or whatever, or you can be interested in the world and get out and do things and fix it. If something bothers you, I have a wrinkle right here that was my first wrinkle. I said, I don't like that wrinkle. It created like a little traffic circle on the side of my mouth. And I, you know, I thought my smile, they always make a big thing about my smile in my job. And so I thought, well, I'm not going to let that traffic circle happen. And I just went in and I said, what can you do about it? They said, we can put one drop of filler in there. And that was, you know, I said, okay, let's go. And then they said, do you want to leave out the back door? And I was like, oh, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to? And like yeah. the first like five years that I did that, I was like going out the back door and mm. thinking like I was doing something wrong. And then I was like, what? what is the issue here? It's my wow. face, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, if I want to like, if this makes me feel better, this tiny little drop that interrupts that little line that came, you know, like I wanted it just to go on the outside of my mm -hmm. mouth, not this little teeny line. And so that's my choice. I said, no, one day I just said, no, I'm going through the lobby. I'm going out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, in you know. this society, it's kind of, it's, you know, for women, and I think we should clarify, and we're going to get to that in a minute, for women, it's very damned if you do, do damned if you don't. If you decide to do a little bit of something, and I also have the filler here, just so all y'all know, um, you know, hey, it's thank like, you. you know, you're damned if you do, but then if you don't, you're like, oh, you let yourself go. You really just <laughs> gave up. And so I, that dichotomy is a hard one to work I in. Have, I have it both ways because <laughs> I'm like, I haven't had anything done to my face. And this is a personal decision based on childhood issues and all sorts of stuff that I'm not going to bother you with right now. But you can buy my book and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Self-promo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I haven't had anything done. And so sometimes on Instagram, I will post a picture of myself without makeup and I go, you know, nothing done, no Botox, no fillers, mostly so that people can compare themselves to me and go, okay, she hasn't had any either. So, okay, so this is what she looks like. And then I'll get the, 
you know, you need some girl. <laughs> like, you know, there are your peers that are older and look way better than you, mm. so you really should get into the ball game of doing that. And I think, okay, thanks. Um, and then um, I, I went and had some micro needling, like yeah. recently, which is just, you know, like the thing that, it's like, the, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had never done it before, so I was like, oh, cool, what, what, what will this do? Um, and I posted it on Instagram because I believe in being um, on, in, sort of, in transparent so that, like, my sisters, my community can kind of be in on me, in with me on, like, oh, this is what you can do to look like this, right? The next thing I know, it's like, you've lost your card-carrying card of, you know, of, of aging with dignity. <laughs> you do shit to your face. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so um, shamed if you do, shamed if you yeah. don't. And I think this all kind of boils down to shame. Mm -hmm. We women have been, from the moment we are born, we are shamed literally for everything. Mm -hmm. Now, just a question. There is something that men get shamed for too. It's one thing. Do you guys know what it is? And I know things will pop up in your mind like small penis. Small penis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it belongs to the category. Small penis, not enough money. Hair falling out. Hair. Yeah, hair. Not, not so much. I mean, come on. You know, the, the guy who plays uh, Cap Captain Picard, yes. bald and really hot. So <laughs> then they, they, they don't need to be. No, a man gets shamed for not being a man enough. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we get shamed for everything else. Mm -hmm. And, and it, you bring up a good point, which I, I would love to talk about, uh, about a little bit, is that this idea that we're held to a double standard. You know, women are critiqued in a, a very particular way. We critique each other in a very particular way. And most times men are left out of this conversation. Now, I do think there's starting to be, just like you know, with any social media platform, there are starting to be some things here and there. But I would love to hear you talk a little bit about why you think there's that double standard. Christy? Well, I think that, um you know, I think comparison is very bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that it makes people feel miserable. And I think that when you stop comparing yourself to others, that's better. Like, you know, I really do. I feel like it's much better to just be your own person. Uh, your question about um, men and, you know, um, <laughs> one thing that always irks me is... Um, that whenever uh, they do a write-up on me and something, in the very first sentence, you're going to find out my age and how many I've, men I've been married to. <laughs> so, and, uh, and they never put that in articles about men. Yeah. But I also think that the people that criticize women the most are women. Mm -hmm. And it comes again back to comparisons. Yeah. I think it comes and, back to, I'm, I'm sorry, I think it comes to shame. I think we internalize shame so much from, 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 from early on. And then because of shame, we acquire envy. Uh, she has something I don't have. I don't know what you mean by shame. Um, but feeling ashamed that you are somehow lacking, mm, that you don't have mm. enough. But I think it's also linked to comparison. More. I think because Be, you well, compare. Because, because, well, but shame makes you compare. Mm -hmm. It, because if you, if you don't have the shame, why, why need to compare, right? Mm -hmm. And I think comparison is kind of built into us biologically, mm -hmm. that we compare, but we can compare and go, 
and you look fantastic instead of you had something done, so I'm, I'm better than you. Mm. You know, that kind that, of a thing. Yeah, that's... And I think if you lose, I think if you lose the shame, you sort of lose the envy, and then the comparison can be a, an uplifting one. Like, she has something I don't have, and I can look up to that and go, yay, good for you. And how do I get it? Yeah. yeah. And, and what can I do? Or maybe I can just sit on the sideline and, and enjoy somebody else's good fortune. That, that would be nice. So I want to talk a little bit, uh, I'm going to shut up now, I'm sorry, Yasmin, about, about uh, something that's particular to those with melanated skin. So there's this saying out there, black don't crack. Oh. And um, I often think of it as, um, you know, some people hold it up as prideful, right? It's like, mm. ooh, I'm going to be fabulous till I'm 80 because of melanin. <laughs> um, but you still need sunscreen. And um, I think, um, but I also think it creates a sort of pressure, right? Uh, it creates a pressure to be perfect in a way. And I would love to hear you talk a little bit about that, if you feel that way. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I'm, uh, I've never heard black don't crack until I came to the Western world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in Africa, we don't have such a terminology at all. Mm -hmm. I'm from Somalia originally. And Beauty is perceived uh, in Africa differently, and, and in different cultures differently, obviously. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I've always danced between these two worlds of Western and, and, and being Somali. So whenever I would go home to see my mom um, and the rest of the family, they would criticize me for being too thin, <laughs> uh, because being thin is ugly. Mm -hmm. You can't have bones showing, so voluptuous. You know, we have poems about women's roles and, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> the, fluff, the softness of her, you know, all of that stuff. So yeah, they embrace... One more reason to leave America. <laughs> <laughs> Love that woman plum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not the popular over there, and my, my, I'm not beautiful over there, apparently. So um, I would get this, you know, I'd come to Paris and do a show, and everybody would be like, oh, my God, you look amazing. What do you eat? How do you keep thin? And I'd go home, and they're like, isn't there no food in Canada? <laughs> what are you doing, you know? Why do you look like that? <laughs> so um, it was very confusing, those two worlds, but that's my world. And so beauty has always, I've always held it differently for me. Um, I, I've, I've always thought, you know, I mean, like it was always, thinness was always bad for us. Thinness was, you know, when guests came over to the house, my family would like put, made me wear a couple of shirts on top of each other to, to hide my skinniness, <laughs> my thinness. Um, but, um, but I mean, my mother, bless her soul, she passed away. Um, has, has, hasn't looked in mirrors. She never liked looking in mirrors, which I found very interesting. I tried to take pictures of her. She's like, I don't want to see it, you know? And she's like, what's the point? This is what my face is. If you don't, you know, what, what can I do about it? She said, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, she's living healthy. She's, she was doing whatever she can. But other than that, what's the point? You know, she's like, Apple ages. What am I going to stare at it as it ages? <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to be, I'm aging. I'm yeah. not going to keep eight watching it. Yeah. You know, what's the, it's going to happen. I can't do anything about it. I'm just going to not look at it. I'm mm -hmm. just going to continue with my life. So it was never in the forefront. You never looked at women and say, oh my God, you're aging. You always looked at them like, you know, they, and, and, you know, as you get older, you have a different role. You get the role of, you know, being the auntie and the, you know, the, the, the advisor of the, you know, people come to you for advice and your wisdom because it's so res you're so respected because you've aged. Mm -hmm. So we, we held our elders to a higher standard, you know. Mm -hmm. Children are not allowed to talk back to them. Like, if you talk back to an elder, you are screwed, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> That's a no-no. Mm -hmm. 
And so our elders and, and, and women as they age are respected more. Yeah. Uh, mind you, they might not be sexy or, you know, they might not be, you know, in the forefront of, you know, trying to appear and, you know, get married and all of that stuff. They've kind of, in a way, in, I, kind of, I don't know if they've slowly kind of taken the role of, I'm now a, a wise person and, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's, I'm going to stay quiet. And, and, but they have a very valuable mm -hmm. uh, position in society. Right, and I think so they're not tossed aside. What you said, uh, you mentioned a word that I think is very important: value. Mm -hmm. I think in this uh, place that we're in now, a lot of times the value is linked to outer appearance, right? Mm -hmm. But what you're speaking about is how what we should really be valuing is wisdom. Yeah, is you know, the longer you live, the more you learn. You know, I was just on the phone with my little sister, like, don't do that. <laughs> I'll tell you the story about when I did that. I promise you it's not going to end well. Um, you know, so I think, you know, you, the older you get, the wiser you get. And Serious. I think we have to change the way we perceive value. You know, it can't just be this that is value because this fades. And so what? You know, but what we learn, what we have in our minds, what we have in our hearts, our stamina, our wisdom. I mean, Christy, oh. you've got like three businesses. You know, that does not fade. You know? Yes. And I think what you're talking about when you say black, don't crack, uh, it's these expectations that, then that you have to feel like you have to live up to. Yeah. And certainly being a model, there's expectations mm -hmm. that you're going to look a certain way. And um, I remember after I did Sports Illustrated, um, I was like a little bit worried about going to a beach because... I thought, you know, they make such a big deal, it's embarrassing. And, and I thought, gosh, I don't look like that in a swimsuit when I go to the beach. It's, you know, they put, it's like in the best light of the day. Um, it's lit. It's, um, you know, you're standing there with a photographer angling you, and you're <laughs> angling your body, you know, to try and... And when you go to the beach, you're there, you're just going to have fun and run around and play with your kids and, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I got to the point where um, they made me feel like, from all the comments, I felt so self-conscious about mm. being in a bathing suit in a public place on a beach that I would say, We've got, no, there's too many people on the beach. We have to find a more deserted beach. We have to go someplace, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, um, and now... In the Hamptons, for the first time, I saw like paparazzis, you know, and I'm thinking, oh my God, that's like the worst thing that you can imagine is to get paparazzi with a long lens because <laughs> that's also going to like enlarge whatever they're doing because it pulls your your image out. And I thought, ah, so um, then, but when I turned 50. I thought, you know, 50 is such a goal number where you reassess and you take stock and you, like, think of what's important and what's not, et cetera. And I thought, I am going to go to the beach. And I am not going to, if somebody goes, ew, look at that, you know, she, it, it's, uh, you know, it's like, you know what, I'm 50 and I, I earned my right to have whatever you're going to complain about on my body. Yeah. And that's that, you know. And, and um, so I think that, you know, whenever there's a, a pressure 
put, you know, like an expectation mm -hmm. on you that you feel like you have to live up to, that, you know, can be an issue. You have to, like, be able to put that in perspective and be like, no, you know what, I think, you know, I am what I am. And yeah. it's like, I've got good intentions. I, you know, hope that whoever I bump into in the world is left with a little smile and I, you know, don't mean to harm anybody ever. So... I am what I am. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about how you, uh, these, there's these expectations, but it's expectations to look like what you look like in a magazine. And as you said, there's a lot of things that go into putting a magazine shoot together, you know, from the lighting and the special lenses and not to mention the retouching afterwards. And I would love to hear everyone on the panel kind of as a last question before we go to question and answer. What can media, what can the beauty industry do to make uh, women of a certain age feel more accepted, feel um, more beautiful, feel welcome in that space? And you know, one thing that we've done at Allure is you know, in 2017, we banned the term anti-aging. Because what is that? How are you gonna be anti-living? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, we don't use that term in our magazine because it's just unrealistic. And you see it on a lot of products out there. And mm -hmm. I think even people, readers come to us and be like, how can I get rid of everything on my face? Mm -hmm. And Allure, we have that information. If that's what you want for yourself, you can find it. But I think, you know, what can we do uh, in the beauty industry and in media in general to kind of be more accepting of women over 50 and beyond? Oh, fine, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, for, I'll take it first. Well, uh, my, my, my take on this is, um, uh, look, we've been, uh, there, we live in a society that's a patriarchal, patriarchal society, and so women have been objectified for thousands and thousands of years. And when we appear in magazines, Yes, it's, it's a part of this objectification, so therefore looks are so important, right? Because that's your little pretty privilege. It's mm -hmm. like if you're pretty, then you get the pretty privilege that comes with it. So of course we want to be pretty because it makes you a little bit more important. Like, I mean, who doesn't? Anybody who's ever bought a lipstick or a cream wants to be a little prettier. I mean, that's what we do. Um, and I think um, we... We are now, when, as, as we age, is when the objectification of women is the most apparent because we are a part of nature, right? It's like spring, summer, fall, winter, and each season has a unique beauty to it. And we may have our favorites, but we can all acknowledge that each season is beautiful in its own way. Mm -hmm. Art, when we buy art, we are trying to preserve beauty in one moment. And if, uh, you know, if Van Gogh's uh, sunflowers, tomorrow you wake up and they've wilted, you're like, well, I don't want that anymore. I want my money back. And that's where you see the objectification of women in how we are expected to remain the same as, as, a, as a, a work of art rather than what we are, nature, that should be celebrating for transitioning from season to season and having that specific beauty Go along with it, and we need representation of that. We need representation of spring, summer, fall, and winter. Mm -hmm. There, sorry, done. Thank you, thank you. Yasmin or Christy, do you have anything to add? Yasmin, do you want to take it? I'll take it after you. Oh, um, well, I think, I think that um, from basic simple things, like more women our age on the pages, because women will say to me on Instagram, 
I'm so glad that I could see your feet because I was wondering if I could wear Keds too, you know? You know, if it looks too young or if it's okay. And, uh, and so I think just for starters, because women do want to sort of feel, I don't like the word appropriate, but they don't, they want to feel like it's going to look good on them and, you know, or how to do, how to dress mirror whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah so um and um and i also think that um if magazines would also talk maybe about more about accomplish accomplishments yes. uh of the women in the magazines instead of you know uh this beauty mm -hmm. this um you know this woman who's, you know, this doctor who's, you know, this school teacher who's, a school teachers today need to, to be praised for right. what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so more real people and uh, all ages. And um, I think that that could go a long way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, magazines are supposed to you're supposed to open them up and learn something, good take-home items. Like, you know, of course we all want to know ways to, to do our makeup that's going to help, you know, with make things look good, you know, better. And, uh, or ways to do your hair or, um, you know, tricks to do to whatever, all of that stuff. That's fun. It's great, you know. Beauty is fun. It should be fun. You know, you should be able to fashion as fun. Um, and, uh, but, and so everybody wants to take part in that. And so I think that more representation, more, more, more. And I think uh, what you said about eliminating the rules. There are no rules. Mm -hmm. Wear the kids if you want to wear the kids. <laughs> wear the bodice, the corset, everything. Be out here. I think yeah, we're, we're eliminating we the rules. We age differently yeah. anyway. There yeah. is so no true. like, okay, yeah. I'm 68 and a half, and, <laughs> and uh, then because she is, I'm going to, you know, yeah. everybody, like, maybe somebody's got, like, a really great décolletage, and they want to dress to sort of accent that, or maybe somebody's got some, you know, really, you know, slamming legs, and they're going to, like, you know, maybe somebody has, um, you know, it, everybody's different. Everybody's mm -hmm. an individual, yeah. you know, and you have a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah. Awesome. Okay. That's me. I like that. I have very, um, I'm very lucky to be sitting where I'm sitting right now because I've got this beautiful woman who are, um, who are paving the way along with all of us. And I really think um, speaking about this and talking about this and doing all this stuff is so important, especially for the young girls and the young, young, young people that are coming over. But I think as a society, we have, to, we, have to, we have to change how we feel. And I think the change, if it comes from the society, it, the, the magazines and the, and the media has no choice but to demand the thirst of the majority. And if every woman says, hey, I'm not gonna let anyone else define my beauty. Mm -hmm. This is my life. Mm -hmm. I have done every thing for everyone else. Yes. My goddamn time. Mm -hmm. Nobody yeah. tell me anything about what's going on with yeah. me. Let me tell you what's going on. <laughs> and I think right there, <laughs> you know we got to take our power back. And it is changing. Mm -hmm. Like, I had a 20-year contract with CoverGirl, and then they decided they needed somebody younger that I didn't, you know, represent anymore. And 10 years later, they came back to me and said, 
we want you back again mm -hmm. because now innovation they had a new makeup that had little reflections mm -hmm. that you know go inside the wrinkle and reflect out and make it look less obvious i mean they're constantly coming very you know lots of innovations and exciting things and so i said that's great you see you're thinking about women our age specific problems that's what my my skincare company does we look at specific problems and we try to address those so if that's your issue then try it if it's not move on yeah, yeah. but um, but they are coming around now mm -hmm. and you're seeing you know instead of a 17 year old in a picture for uh, skincare for mm -hmm. older women mm -hmm. They're actually using women uh, in the appropriate age. Yeah, yeah that's it's awesome. Happening. So representation, I think, is what we've all taken the away key. from this conversation. And I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to each of you. We had some great laughs together, didn't we? Um, <laughs> and uh, I hope you all enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you each for being here. I really appreciate Thank it. You. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, we, we don't have time for questions, but I, I'm sure we'll all be able to wait. We have five minutes for questions. Oh, yay! So we get some time for questions. Like I could talk um, about right that here. all day. The black <laughs> yes. Hi. Hi. I'm Samara. I want to thank you so much for being here and being role models to women and to girls. It's so important to see you being true to yourselves. So thank you. Um, I wanted you to speak a little bit about beauty filters on Instagram. Uh, I mean, to a degree, magazines are photoshopped and filtered and airbrushed. But these filters are completely changing your face and, you know, obliterating age and skin texture. Aww. And it's so psychologically damaging, I can't even process it. And it's also addictive. I'm guilty as charged for <laughs> using them. So I'm curious what your experience is with them and what your thoughts are and how they're affecting young women um, as they think about aging. Yeah, I think it's super, super, super destructive. I make up, look, you can only like start from your home, right? I uh, never filter anything on my page ever. Um, make a point of, of, of not filtering and not retouching and just putting it in there. Um, and I try to follow women that inspire me that also don't filter. So it's like, that's a little bit up to you, like who you want to follow. Like, you know, if you are following somebody who does use a lot of that stuff, and it makes you feel bad about yourself, then just don't find somebody better to follow. How, it, how to explain that to our young ones who don't necessarily have the discrimination and don't really understand that, I think is really tricky because I have goddaughters and granddaughters that look to these influencers and they're like, oh, she's so beautiful and she's so, and I'm like, it's all filtered. But they, I, Actually, I would, love, I, I would love to know how you guys deal with it, because I don't know how to deal with it. I think there's a term now that's going around in the health um, industry about the, the psychological problem with these filters for these kids, because they're some sort of a deformed, like they, they can't, when they look in the mirror, as they are, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're disgusted with themselves because yeah, they just got yeah. so used mm -hmm. to, yeah. so they kind of like, they don't, it's, it's literally, it's a psychological, it's something is gonna happen to these kids. I mean, this is not, it's yeah. a huge deal and I don't understand why the health people are not getting involved in this. This is, this is a crisis for these young children and they're, unfortunately suicide is not reported but they are all taking themselves out. There's and that a, is so yeah. wrong. That, that's due to that filter, that's due to the social media, that's due to having millions of people who are supposedly your friends who can drop you like this yeah. any minute. 
that's like, that's just, I don't, I don't even know how to, I mean, I feel so, I, almost I fear for the young people now. I really fear for their future. I can't see, I can't imagine what will happen to them when they're in their 40s and 50s and 60s. Yeah. How, will they, how will they transition into that? What will happen? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah there is so much uh, depression going around from uh, the pressure of going through Instagram and seeing all these perfected images and then the kids feel that they don't stack up. And, Nobody can stack uh, up. It is really... And a big issue. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could have like a thing that says, you know, this photo has been filtered. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. That would that would be a good so start. That, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for staying and listening. Helena Portskova is an actor, author, and former model. Her nonfiction debut, No Filter, The Good, The Bad, and The Beautiful, came out last month, and she has also written a novel and a children's book. She has starred in several movies and TV shows and served as a judge on America's Next Top Model. Yasmin Warsame is a Somali-Canadian supermodel. She's appeared in many editorial features and international editions of Vogue and has walked in international runway collections for Christian Dior, Tom Ford, and Oscar De La Rente, among others. She's also appeared in advertising campaigns for several name brands and served as a judge on the reality series Canada's Next Top Model. Christy Brinkley is a supermodel, entrepreneur, and actress and has appeared on 500 magazine covers worldwide. Brinkley has been involved with the beauty industry for 45 years, including with Brinkley Beauty and as part of the SBLA Beauty Ownership Team. Brinkley has appeared on several TV shows and hosted programs such as The View, The Today Show, and In Style Celebrity Weddings. Jessica Cruel is editor-in-chief of Allure magazine, where she leads development of editorial content for print, digital, and video platforms. Cruel spearheaded the Melanin Project at Allure, a new platform exploring all things relating to black beauty, skincare, and wellness. Previously, Cruel was Deputy Beauty Director at Digital Media and Entertainment website Refinery29 and has held editorial roles at Self and Pop Sugar. Make sure to subscribe to Aspen Ideas to go wherever you're listening. Follow us on social media at Aspen Ideas. Today's show was programmed by the Aspen Ideas Festival team and produced by Natalie Jones and me. Our music is by Wonderly. I'm Trisha Johnson. Thanks for listening. Thank you.